is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. So today, this topic may be out of the league, like something different, but I know that it would give you like some ideas that okay, you can build a business from your own experience. Like this mm. is totally the real thing. So please welcome our lovely guest right here, Alexandra Habushka. So. Hi. She is a founder and podcast host of Life with Herpes, and also sexual health expert. So I'm very interested. Like I have no ideas about this background at all, and I'm like, wow, you totally built business around this. Like, so let's start right there. Like, why? Like, how? Right. Why you want why? to share this? Yeah, actually, why? Like, let's start from that question. Yeah, I know. So right. So why would I talk about something so intimate? Why would I talk about something that's so stigmatizing? Why would I share with the world about my own personal, like really deep, deep, deep side of my life? And I was, I had a, a different podcast and I was asked to speak at a podcast conference. And when I was asked to speak at the podcast conference, it was talking about, there was, there was specific um, guidelines, but it was like, be vulnerable, um, share something about your self-worth that allows you to be a business owner and things like that. So I, I created this whole presentation. Um, when I was in my twenties, I got into debt. And so I talked about being in debt in my twenties and how that was really hard. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time said, Alexandra, that's, he's like, no offense, but you know, everyone gets into debt at 25 or 20 or 20, you know, like it's just kind of part of the deal. And you weren't really into that much debt. And I think if you really want to embrace and really people want to get to know Alexandra, you should share the fact that you have herpes. And I was like, there's no way I could never, you want me like, you think I should go on stage and share this because yeah, this was in 2017. And as we look at, you know, today is 2023, we've changed as a society talking about taboo topics significantly, but they're still taboo. So picture this 2017. I mean, this is like unheard of. Nobody was talking publicly about anything that was this intimate. When I did this, first of all, I was terrified, all those things. But when I did this, a couple things happened. Um, one, the room got really quiet. Two, uh, the people came up to me after I presented and they said, either I have this too. Wow. Thank you for sharing this. Oh my goodness. I've never, no one's ever, I've never shared this with anybody other than a partner, you know, all those things. So I have it too. Or people didn't have herpes. They came up to me and said, I don't have herpes, but I have my own story. Mm. 
And you have inspired me to share my own story. And and I can get into that in a little a little a little bit. But the other thing that I realized is because nobody was talking about this. One of the things that happens when you go, I call it a personal 9-11, a personal 911. We all will have this in our life, right? When you absolutely, when everything is turned upside down, it's not going to go the way that you planned. What just happened in my life? This wasn't what I was signed up for. Um, and you go, okay, what do I do now? And you can either let that hold you back. You can either let that crush your dreams. You can let it handicap your life. And I, I mean that in the sense of your business goals, your educational goals, your relationship goals, your life goals. You need to let that hold you back. Or you can say, all right, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm going to get through. And how do I get through this? This is my next step. How do I get over this? This is going to, I'm going to come out, you know, I, I'm, I go from the caterpillar to the butterfly. All right, how do I do this? So when I realized that there's millions and millions and millions of people living with herpes, um, specifically Two out of three people have HSV-1. So two out of three people have HSV-1 and one out of six have HSV-2. So it's extremely common. You may have herpes. You may have someone that you love unconditionally that has herpes in your life. And when we're diagnosed with it specifically genitally, we think our life's over. I mean, we are crushed. If we're not in a relationship, we don't believe that we're ever going to be in a relationship. If you are in a relationship when you get it, you have tons of resentment. You have anger, potentially a lot of distrust distrust in your relationship, right? Um, and so I looked at it as there's millions of people that are stuck. I call it the Eeyore phase. We have Eeyore that is, you know, Winnie the Pooh, that he has the rain cloud over his head all the time. You're stuck in this Eeyore phase. And I looked at it and said, okay, how do we make lemons into lemonade? How do we get people from, I got diagnosed into the butterfly? How do we get them through that? So back to what I was going to say earlier on sharing my story, I realized that because I was vulnerable, I realized that because I was real, because I was raw, because I was coming at my story as not, not in this like, oh, I have it. So what? Who cares? as, okay, I have this. Was it hard? Yeah. Was it a good time? No. Would I have maybe made some different choices? Probably, but this is where I am today. And how do I help you? And so by showing your humility, your, hum your humility to your clients, to the audience, to whatever, it shows that you are human and that people are able to connect to you on a deeper level because people will buy from you or be your client if they like, know, and trust you. 100%. Wow. I already feeling amazing <laughs> from your story. I'm like, wow. Thank you. And I can, I noticed that. I, I'm like, when I do research on, uh -huh. on your story, I'm like, your community is very strong. Yes. That's something, yes, I have a very, very strong community out there. People all over the world, people all different ages, people all different cultures, people all different backgrounds, married, divorced, single, um, never been married, um, you know, um, deceased, you know, a deceased partner, um, all, all sorts of stories. And we're all united on one thing. And the one thing is being diagnosed with herpes. But one thing that's very powerful in my community and very powerful with how I've designed my business is 
I talk about two really important things. Number one, we need to practice forgiveness. We need to, we need to forgive our partner. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to forgive, 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 forgive. And then we need to take responsibility for our actions, right? 50%, I'm responsible for 50% of why I have herpes, right? I could look at it and say, oh, well, you did this, da, 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 da. But I showed up that day, right? I showed up to the party, not literally a party, but you know what I mean? I, sh I showed up. And so because of that, I've created a community where people want to change, where people are not angry. They Trust me, we all have our days. We have our days that we cry. We have our days that we're angry. We have all that. But my community is, is there for one purpose, and it's to heal, and it's to be on this journey, and it's to get through the diagnosis. And that's the power that I've created in the community, not a community of like, yeah, you know, up upset people. So that's... A powerful message when if you are creating a community or if you're a podcast host or you are thinking of launching your business, whatever, I'm not saying you have to tell people you have herpes. I'm saying that you can find a problem that exists in your community and how do you solve it for them? How do you help them solve it? Mm. By the way, you mentioned that there are two types mm -hmm. and I also noticed that differently. What, what are the two types? <laughs> Like, yeah, the two types of herpes. I'm I'm trying so to catch two types up. Of herpes. Yeah. So this okay, seems like yeah. one is so common and another mm -hmm. one is not as common. Yes and no. So so oh. yeah, so it's it's interesting. So we didn't know that there were two types of herpes till about 40, 45 years ago. We just didn't have the medical technology to be able to look at the viral DNA at that level and be able to separate it. So there's two types. There's type one and type two. Type 1 is most commonly associated with oral herpes. However, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's there. It, it can also be genital. So, um, and the reason why type 1 is more common is because our mouths are exposed. We use our mouths all the time. I don't mean this sexually. I just mean like we, you know, in certain cultures, you kiss when you say hello. As as family, we we kiss our children, we kiss our relatives, we we share a cup of coffee, we share a bite of a sandwich with one another. Whatever we're we're sharing things with our mouth, and so that's why it's very very common. Um, so yeah, two out of three people have the HSV one virus. That HSV one virus can be oral, or it can be genital, because. If you have oral herpes, you have cold sores, they're called cold sores, fever blisters. If you have oral herpes, you do things with your mouth, with your partner, wherever you do that, your partner can now get it there. So what's happening now is we're having a lot of teenagers, a lot of people in their 20s getting HSV-1 genital. Okay, now HSV-2 is most commonly associated with the genital herpes, um, and again, that area is not as exposed, right? We're not using that area all day long with other people, right? Again, I don't mean this sexually. I'm just talking about day-to-day -day life. So that's why it's not as um, common. However, one out of six people ha have it. So it is, I mean, I think that's, it is pretty common. So when you do the math, it's roughly 80% of the population is living with herpes, which is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually surprised that it's yeah. that common. Right, right, it is. So thinking about this, like, how, and how can you, like, once you, how, how you, how you being diagnosed, by the way, how you found out that you have. 
So a lot of time, so that that's a very interesting about being diagnosed with herpes because mm. the majority of the people will never be diagnosed. In fact, 90% of the population living with genital herpes will never be diagnosed with it. So most people have it and do not know that they have it. They either got it, for example, at some point in their life, had one little bump, one little blister, one little paper cut, and don't get it again and never thought twice about it. Um, so in my case, I had uh, blisters. I had bumps. I, I had blisters kind of everywhere down there. And so I was in a lot of pain. I, I couldn't sit down. I was in so much pain. So when I went to the doctor, you know, clearly something was wrong. And so they they can diagnose you by getting a swab and taking the viral DNA and then confirming that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So again, I mentioned most people don't know they have it. And so what happens is you're in a relationship. It can be a new relationship. It can be a marriage of 20 years. And if you don't know you have it, you can unintentionally transmit it to a partner. So um, that's what happened in my situation. My partner did not know that he had it. My boyfriend didn't know that he had it. Um, another thing that to be aware of is the test. So you go, let's say you're being a responsible, sexually active adult. You go in to get tested. Um, herpes is not included on the tests. So you have people coming back like, oh, I'm negative, 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 negative for all these other things. And they don't realize that they're positive for HSV because it was never on the test. Oh, it's not on STD. Mm -mm. Oh, it's, oh, that's why. And why? Why did not include that? You know, there's a couple of theories on it. One is that it's so common. Why, why test? You're, they, they, the doctors just feel, hey, you're going to have it. So why test you? If you don't have it today, you most likely will pick it up at some point in your life. Um, again, it's so common. So number one. Number two, the aftermath of learning about your diagnosis can be so traumatizing that um, a lot of times the medical community just doesn't want to deal with it because they're like, well, if you don't know you have it and you're living life just fine, why do I want to, you know, rain on your parade here? So that's how they feel. It's a virus that doesn't really do anything. It doesn't cause anything. It doesn't have a, a rip, ripple effect on your health. It doesn't really do anything other than cause annoying bumps and blisters. So the medical community is like, well, you don't know you have it. I don't really want to be the one to tell you. And will it come back after it's healed? Uh-huh. So it can pop up at any time in your life. So stress is a big cause. So so a cousin virus uh, is chickenpox. So the chickenpox virus is a cousin and it's, it's a herpes virus as well. Um, mono is a herpes virus. There's hundreds of herpes. I don't know how there's more than a hundred, but there's lots of herpes viruses out there. Um, so chickenpox and mono are herpes as well. Um, so like chickenpox, you have it once you get one bad outbreak and then it goes away and it may pop up later in your life as shingles. Right. Um, so the one we're talking about, HSV one oral, HSV two, or oral or genital herpes, um, it can pop up when you're stressed, when your immune systems run down. So if you are burning the candle from both ends, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not sleeping, if you're not exercising, if you're not 
um, doing healthy things, having a healthy lifestyle, if you're just carrying a lot of stress on your shoulders, that's when a lot of people will get outbreaks. So you'll see people, um, you know, when there's a change in life, whether they're moving, you know, they bought a new house, they have a new job, it may be a seasonal, seasonal stress. So for example, like if you're an accountant, there's seasons that are more stressful. So these are times that, or if you're a student, there's times when you're a student, they're more stressful. So um, looking at that, you can kind of learn to play the game with your outbreaks and know or be in anticipation of like, okay, I may be getting one. Here's what I need to do to prevent that. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like, ah, oh. right. This day, I'm trying to learn regarding to uh, manage my energy around mm -hmm. the menstrual cycle. That is, right. some, yeah, that is something that I'm trying to study myself i think it's like managing emotion and energy around that time is very right. crucial as well so Absolutely. yeah thinking about mm -hmm. that yeah mm -hmm. it's very interesting so how long how long does the outbreak last usually it can be different for everybody so oh. one of the good things about this virus is as you live with it i guess the longer you have it the less severe and less frequent your outbreaks are. Mm. So for example, like the first year you may have more outbreaks. Um, your first outbreak could be three weeks, which is really long. Um, that's not common, but it can be. Um, I would say an average outbreak is anywhere from two days to seven days. So it just depends. It also depends on how you're treating your body. Again, if you're in a really stress, let's say you're an accountant and it's tax season, you're not going to get a break, right? You're not like, oh, I got an outbreak. I need to, you know, take the, you know, just take some time to myself, maybe go for a walk. No, that's not going to happen, right? You're like, I got to go, 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 go right now, right? So um, it just depends on you and, and what you're doing. What about you? You have business and you have children, like, how you manage this thing then? <laughs> There's times that I'm like, whew, it's, it's, it's hard. There's times, you know, um, I saw a statistic that a mom, a stay-at-home mom ha is 95% more stressed than a career woman. So a woman of the same age, if she does not have children and has a job, you know, a career, um, she is not as stressed as a mom that does. So they say your cortisol levels are 95% higher when you are a mom with your children, you know, being a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> so it's, there are, there are days, there's times, and there's times that I know, like, you know what, uh, like, for example, um, let's just say like uh, Christmas break, let's say when, you know, everybody's home and you have, you, you have, you wrap presents and parties and all these like extra deadlines and you have your child home and you're trying to do, you know, that to me is stressful, right? Not saying that having my child home is stressful, but there's a lot of other things added on, right? So a lot of times I go into it, I don't want to say expecting it, but aware that it's possible. Um, I don't beat myself up if I get one. I just say, okay, you know, you did the best you could do and let's, let's move forward. So some of the things that I definitely will try to do is I'll try to just go for walks. I'll try to spend some time outside. I'll try to do some meditation. I'll try to do some breath work. I'll do my best to get to bed early. I'll do my, you know, all those things opposed to like, ah, you know, when you're like literally running around with your head cut off. Um, so that's, I try to be uh, proactive 
opposed to reactive. And when I'm reactive, that's when I tend to get outbreaks. Mm -hmm. Because reactive to, to my business, that's when I get outbreaks. And if I'm proactive, if, you know, my newsletters are done a couple of weeks before the month, like all that type of stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't get this newsletter out. Oh my gosh, I got to get it out right now. That gets me going. Mm. So how many team members working with you? Like how you manage this thing? I know that it's going to be like. Right. I, have, I have a huge team. I have a huge team. Um, I've had larger teams in the past, smaller teams. I've had videographers, a team of two videographers. Um, I have, um, uh, an, a full, I don't really want to call her an assistant, but I have a full, uh, you know, business manager, I guess you could say that manages my entire business. Um, I have somebody that helps us with the process and systems. I have, um, business coaches. So I have, I have a, a large team. I have someone that manufactures all of our products because I have, uh, wellness products. I have oh. her. So I, I have about five, six people. Okay. So yeah. And how you manage the time and energy, like around this thing, like what, what is the secret to the secret? I am so working on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it is challenging at times. Um, I, because my first and foremost role, job, whatever you want to say, is being a mom. Um, so spending quality time with my son is my biggest priority. Spending quality time with my husband as a family, the three of us, is, is a priority. Um, so my days start at, my work starts at nine in the morning. And if my son has school, I'm done at two. If my son doesn't have school, I'm on all day, right? So um, with him. So I don't have a lot of hours and I just, usually I shut off my phone. I don't look at it. I don't take phone calls. I don't, I shut off all my distractions and I say what has to happen today. And I do my best to sit down and do that today. And usually when you have that, that like, I have to get this done, you time block it. You're usually able to sit down and get it done. Because there is no coming back. Like when I go to get my son from school, there is no coming back to sit down. Because by the time I get home, it's a snack and we have a gymnastics or we have swimming or we have whatever. And then it's dinner time and then we have homework. And then it's, you know, like it's all those things. So yeah, that's that's how I do it in those blocks. That's why I have a lot of help. Mm, yeah, I do the same. I'm living with calendar right now. No one believe me, but I cannot live without calendars, to be very right. honest. Google right. calendar to be specific, like that's my lifesaver right now. I, I don't need anything else. Everything's right. there. If it's yeah. on my calendar, I don't know what's happening and I miss it. Um, yeah. And you just, you have to be really, I get up early. I get up at five to do my own thing, right? To exercise, journal, whatever, have my own time, sip, sip my tea and quiet, you know, <laughs> before everyone wakes up. Something. Right. Right. Uh, what about other people? Like once they, I, I'm just curious because like once they are aware that, okay, the outbreaks can happen once uh, they, once they tend to like get more stressed and also feeling overwhelmed in life and so on. Like what in the community, like when, when definitely they're going to share the story mm-hmm. among each other's, right? Um, how you support each other among, in the, in the community. Yeah. So we do our best to listen to the situation, you know, what's going on. Um, I also like to suggest, you know, t- taking care of yourself. A lot of times when 
we have an outbreak, people are like, but I can't, I can't stop. I have to keep going. And I, one of the biggest things I tell them is don't beat yourself up. You didn't fail because you got an outbreak. You're not a bad person. Your body isn't failing you. It's just a matter of being on that balance and that teeter totter together. So don't, don't beat yourself up. Or there may be the anxiety of, oh my gosh, I'm going to get an outbreak. And you have so much anxiety over that, that you end up giving yourself an outbreak. And I always like to say like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? The worst thing that possibly is going to happen is you get an outbreak and it's a couple of days. That's it. You're not going to lose your left toe. You're not going to lose your right ear. You know, like you're not going to have kidney failure. Like there's not, it is, you get an outbreak for a couple of days. Okay. Is there anything else that you have to take care of? Like food wise or like exercise? You yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. So the virus, just like any virus, I guess, mm -hmm. I don't know about other viruses per se. I know specifically about the HSV virus, the herpes simplex virus. And that virus likes um, a certain type of protein. It's called arginine. And this protein is found in foods we consume. It's important. It's an essential amino acid. We have to consume it. We can't not consume it. Um, And it, it this it's called arginine. It's specific to helping with cardiovascular health, vascular health, athletic performance. Um, but what it does is it it uh, fuels the herpes virus. It it allows it to multiply. You don't want a, a virus multiplying, right? Because the more of the virus, and that causes outbreaks or other things, shedding things like that. So you want to look at your arginine. If if you are getting lots of outbreaks, you want to look at the foods that are high in arginine. Some of those foods are nuts. Peanuts, chocolate, um, anything sugary. Sugar is an arginine, but anything sugary it lowers your immune system. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, coconut is high in arginine. Um, there's some other things. Um, so those foods may be fueling your outbreaks. On the flip side, you can also supplement or include these other foods in your diet, which would be lysine, which is also an essential amino acid. It's important for our tendon repair. It's important for us to metabolize other uh, vitamins and minerals in our body. And um, this one, you can take a supplement. You can take a lysine supplement, or you can eat foods that are high in lysine that are fish, dairy, uh, vegetables, things like that. So you can learn to teeter-totter that and look at your life. Um, there may, again, there may, during the holidays, you know, your grandma might make a, a peanut butter dish that you're like, that has peanuts in it or a dessert that has peanut butter. And you're like, all right, you know what? I know I'm going to eat this and the consequence may be an outbreak, but I'm okay. And I'm making that decision. It's my choice. I'm in control of what's going to happen here. And I'm choosing to eat this. So you're never like a victim to it. Mm, it's really a mind game because like, uh -huh. don't let them control you. Because if right. not, and for those who still dating, mm -hmm. how how is that thing's life looks like? So it, you know, it, it, it's as hard or as easy as you want it to be. You may think that dating is hard without herpes. Like I know before I had herpes, I was like, oh my gosh, dating is so hard, yada, yada, yada. There's no good ones out there. Guys are the... Da, 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 da. Um, and herpes really, once I got herpes, herpes had nothing to do with it. Um, I made the choice. I changed my mindset around it. One of the things that I was able to do, it didn't happen overnight. It took me two years, but I decided that this is a great blessing in disguise because if somebody is going to not want me or reject me or break up with me or not give me the time of day, 
because I have herpes, then he's not my person. He's not my husband. He's not the one. So it is definitely, uh, it puts the barriers up, uh, barriers of entry up. Um, it, it lowers, the, it makes the funnel tighter, whatever you want to say, of, of prospects coming through. But I know that those prospects were genuine about me. Not because they weren't into just, oh, like just a weekend or whatever. You're just fun for the summer. No, that wasn't going to happen. And that's, I wasn't going to allow that to happen regardless of having herpes or not. Um, so it just depends. It, it has a lot to do with your confidence and how you feel about yourself. And that that's with anything that can be your business. Like you can always tell if someone's having a good year or a bad year in their business, how's it going? Well, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for something to, to change. Or you can hear someone, how's business going? It's going great. I'm really learning a lot this year. You know, I've had a lot of ups and downs, but I, I've really learned a lot. And I think the next chapter is going to be different, right? There's a difference in how you approach it. Is your glass half empty or half full? So I would say that's the same thing with dating. It's really anything in your life. Mm, yeah. I really like the way that you shift the mindset. It's very uh, inspiring me. Yeah. Thanks. I'm like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very, you, after talking to you today, I'm like very inspired since like you shared the personal story on the mm -hmm. stage at the very beginning that you mentioned until now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, you're very inspiring. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, again, I, when I was diagnosed, I was 28 years old and I was dating a guy. And I realized that he wasn't really, he wasn't who I wanted to be with. Um, and then I got herpes and I thought, oh my gosh, now I have to be with him. So I wasn't the positive person that I what am today that I was in 2011. I, the positivity was there, but it had been smushed, right? It had been covered up. And so it took me two years. I was Eeyore for two years. I did not have, you know, when you can look at someone and like, they just don't have color, like their, their eyes don't twinkle, you know, their, their skin is kind of gray. There's no pink. There's no, you know what I mean? Like not, you're just, the person is just there, but there's no lights on. That was me for two years. Every aspect of my life struggled. And so I decided, okay, I was turning 30 and I thought I can either be like this for the rest of my life and just, you know, go through life and make it really hard, or I can make the change and a change happens every single day. And in case anyone, like, they may want to, like, reach out to your community, mm -hmm. where can mm -hmm. they find you then? So, right. So my company is called, or my, you know, the, the community is called Life with Herpes. It is, like I said, it, and we mentioned, it's such a, a beautiful, thriving I want to say happy community. Now it sounds silly. Yeah. Like, you were just diagnosed with herpes. Be happy. And I don't, and they're not fake smiles plastered on. People genuinely are happy and supporting. Um, so, so I am wherever you want to find me. I am on YouTube. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I am Life with Herpes uh, website. Wherever you want to fi find me, I have um, six years worth of blog posts, six years, thousands and thousands of YouTube videos. I have a lot going on on social media. So wherever you want to find me there, if you are someone that does have herpes or were just diagnosed with herpes, or you know, someone that was diagnosed with herpes, I do have a free resource. It's 21 pages. It's something I've been working on over. Like I keep adding a page every couple of years. I'm like, Oh, I got to add this. Um, uh, 
but it is free to download. It's uh, beautiful <laughs> um, in the sense that it talks about remedies. It talks about how to help speed up your outbreak, how what to do when you have an outbreak. And um, yeah, so go to outbreakremedies.com. It's free and uh, get get your get your download. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make sure that all the links will be in the description. Great. And yeah, just check it out. I think I, I really like it. Like once I once I do the research on you, like before we have an interview, I'm like, this community is very happy mm-hmm. and it's very supportive. I really like enjoy like oh, thank uh, you. watching videos and also reading your blogs. I'm like, wow, it's very inspiring. I'm, I'm still oh, keep using this word. So thank, thank you, you so much for joining um, Get Unstuck Radio today. I believe that everyone could get inspiration from you today for sure. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I would say if we all have our story. We all have our story of something that we feel holds us back and it's all in our mind. So don't let that hold you back from your dreams of being an entrepreneur, of earning six, seven figures, of having a family, of becoming a parent, of falling in love, of buying a house, traveling the world, going to school, whatever it is, don't let that one thing in your mind that you think you're going to be judged for, don't let that hold you back. Yeah. Totally agree. Thank you so much, Alexander. Thank you. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey, so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it, because. You deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time, and don't forget to get unstuck.